Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 90. That's, I'm, I'm proud of that. 90 episodes. That's pretty good. That's a lot uh, of episodes. I wanna, it's several, it's like 80 episodes, but then 10 more. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, jo Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Ba -ba 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 -ba. I'm loving this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose so. Although, maybe it's a little preemptive to say that because we just started and there's a train wreck ahead of us, perhaps. <laughs> we'll see. And you know what? I'm not loving it at the same time because we don't have our Josh boy here today. We don't have Josh. Uh, his power's out, I guess. I don't I don't mm. really know what ha what's going on over it's there. It's craziness going, over, he, going on. He's been having internet problems, I know, for a while. And then his power went out, too. So, I don't know. <sighs> I hope that gets sorted out soon because we do have our resident evil episode resident evil 4 episode we're doing on wednesday mm -hmm. so hopefully it gets worked out by then anyway chris how are you i'm doing okay um holding in there it's in this covid time sure <laughs> yeah so yeah we're, we're, we're dealing with it right now but uh, we'll get through it together sure and your cough seems to be pretty much gone yes Yes, so it's, that's it's awesome. pretty much gone, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm getting back to speed. So, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just put Writing out a really moves. cool Shadow of the Colossus uh, piece that went up on game groups, so check that out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was reflecting on the music of the game 15 years later, you know, because it's just hit its 15th anniversary. That's, that's miraculous, and it makes me feel very old. Although, yes. Chris, I will say... I will say, save your plugs for the end of the show. Look at you trying true, to get in there true. early. I'm... Look at that. Well, <laughs> let... <laughs> um, yeah, so we appreciate everybody for joining us today. Remember, you can always find us pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, get a hold of us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or email us at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm taking a moment to get adjusted here. I just got two new monitors, and they're just comically too big for my desk but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna switch them out i'm i've committed to it and uh i'm probably gonna be blind by the end of this week so you, you gotta get forward. those gunners yeah the gunner the, yeah I, god when i used to work at gamestop we sold those and i thought those were the most ridiculous things <laughs> they look like they look like glasses you would wear if you were like piloting a helicopter or something yeah they're just like silly like i don't know very strange anyway Anyway, um, what else, Chris? Uh, leave us nice reviews. It really helps us out. Uh, you, you force Chris to have to play Red Dead, and then eventually you'll have to, I'll, I'll have to play uh, Kingdom Hearts if we get to, what is it, 30 reviews? Yeah, something, something like that. 50, yeah. 30? I don't know. It'd be, it'd be just, nice. Just, just, just give us a review, just, and then we'll... Just a nice... Just yeah. satisfy Joseph enough to make him play Kingdom Hearts. That'd be great. Sure. And then uh, I'll be streaming some Red Dead Redemption 2 as well. I'll be getting back on the saddle for that. I love that. Back on the saddle. Mm -hmm. um, so a bit of a lighter news week this week. Uh, several like little quick announcements, quick little releases, that sort of thing. Um, we did get the full list of Xbox Series X launch titles finally. So that's really exciting. And honestly, dude, like launch titles are usually mediocre to bad. Yeah. The list is awesome. I think it's, the list it's, it's is It's a very fantastic. long list. Yeah. 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 So that'll be interesting to jump into. 
Um, what else? Uh, NPD results were out, so that's uh, that's always exciting for me, at least. You guys can can mm. sleep through through that portion, I guess. And it <laughs> um, answers a question we had previously, in a that's way. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. That's a good point, and we'll we'll get into that. And then the surprise state of play that launched just randomly on a Thursday or Wednesday or whenever it was, uh, showing off the PS5's UI. So we'll jump into that. Listener question to jump into as well. Um, and then I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is the new multiplayer expansion Sweet. for Ghost of Tsushima. It's been pretty fun. Chris, you are making my heart happy because you're playing Resident <laughs> Evil 3. Even though, That's not my favorite entry, but I love Resident Evil nonetheless. And you've been playing Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, the demo at least. Mm -hmm. So we'll dive into that as well. Uh, Chris, we've been discussing how we both need haircuts. Yes. Obviously, I'm not cutting, I'm not cutting my hair <laughs> on my head, but my beard is just, a, it's a mess, and it's, it's honestly surprising that it's gotten to this point. I should have taken care of it weeks ago. It, I look like a pirate, but not good. It's not good. It, and then Chris, you, I don't, you look like a budget Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I love it. That was mean. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and then what's going on on your end over there? You're you're not have you're not having luck with the with the swoop. I don't like the this quiff. Situation. No, the swoop. Yeah, I, I yeah. hate it. Yeah, it's not nice. It's great. It, 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 it doesn't looks really like, sit. Gr looks greasy and nasty. And it doesn't really it sit on in. one side or the other. It, it's like it seems like it's it doesn't yeah, know where to go. No, exactly. And yeah. you know, I I don't want to give anyone the scare by coughing on them. You know, right now, so. Sure, wait. sure. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you just blame it on COVID. Just blame it on, yeah, blame just blame it on COVID. everything on COVID. Sure. Um, all right, let's do some quick notes here. Really, this will just be rapid fire. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition has been raided in South Korea. I mean, I feel like we, we cover this at it's least once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing. You guys can look forward to that. I... I hope it comes to Switch. I know Jeff Grubb said something like it won't be coming to Switch, or at least not immediately, so hopefully that's a thing. I, well, um, the Burnout one came out a few months afterwards, you know? So oh, that's perhaps true. we could see the Switch version at some point. Um, yeah. I do hope we see other EA games, though, like yeah. Dead Space or the Dragon Never Age heard games. Of it. Never heard of Dead Space. <laughs> um, the Outer Worlds sequel seemingly in the works. Fuck um, yeah. This is... Yeah, this is just according to Daniel Ahmad. He put out a tweet that said, Last I heard, a new entry in the franchise is being explored currently in pre-production. Could change into something else, of course, but this is the current status. Um, he's pretty reputable, so that's... I mean, and especially with how well that game did, critically and commercially, I think we'll definitely see a... I think it's... That. I really... I like that game. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, I played it on a low-end PC, so maybe on, on the Series X or Series S or something, I'll replay it and ready to give it a go again mm -hmm. i played it on a potato yeah aka the switch so, <laughs> and it, dude honestly like i i had to stop playing it because it looked that bad like i couldn't i it's remarkable how bad that game looks on switch i don't know I, it might be better now i think they made they may have patched it but anyway and i'm just gonna say um, pavati is one of my favorite characters she is awesome yeah. she is really really funny um, what else? Uh, Chris Tales got delayed mm. to 2021, which is sad because that was supposed to come out in November. This game looks beautiful. I got to preview it at E3, I guess it would have been 2019. Mm. And what a, what a game. It's really cool. It's just like a side-scrolling sort of JRPG, but this beautiful art style. And what's really cool is the, the time-traveling element where you can like 
alter the past uh, and it'll change the future. What? what go ahead. Can, I'm sorry. And like... you can see them at the same time, right? So mm -hmm. what you're affecting in the past directly affects the present. And yeah. I remember them saying that it's... That, well, they had an apology letter and they said in the letter that it was like developing three different games at once. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, so and, it's and, a bit challenging. And the screen is like split up into three mm -hmm. parts. We're, we're probably doing a horrible job of explaining it, but trust us, this game looks really cool. Um, and, Beautiful 2D yeah. art as well. So if you're missing yeah. Lab Zero games, then uh, this might be a good one to pick up too. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, Josh isn't with us to, to rave about Xbox Game <sighs> yeah. Pass, but hopefully we'll do it justice here. Uh, a bunch of classic LucasArt, uh, LucasArts games are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um, let me check the date on this just to make sure I'm giving you the right info. October 29th, we're getting... Where's the full list? Oh, here we go. We're getting Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, and Grim Fandango. Nice. I don't like any of those. I don't like any of those games, but I know a lot of people do, so you guys yeah. can all enjoy that. Um, what else? Destiny 2's free next-gen upgrade will arrive in December. Let's get the, uh, the date for that one. Um, well, let's see. So it's going to run at 60 frames, 4K. Um, nice. Oh, December 8th. December 8th is when that comes out. Great. So you all, you Destiny nerds can look forward to that. Yeah, slight delay, but, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm loving all of these free upgrades. I think yeah, the, me too. I think that's, I think that's great. And it's... it really makes, it, it makes those games that aren't having free upgrades stand out a lot, you know? Like, the I, it's a tough subject, but anyway, go ahead. The thing is, like, we don't need remasters or remakes of PS PS4 games like we did with PS3, you know? Um, so I think it's unprecedented to see all these upgrades on uh, previous-gen systems on current-gen. There's a bit more competition for the launch lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I You've got to wonder, though, like... What does it cost to get a next gen game ready? Like like a, a an upgrade. That's got to cost a lot of money, right? Oh yeah. For, for a developer and a publisher. So I wonder how much they're eating on that. Like if it's really bad for them. I mean, evidently not, or else like they, I guess they wouldn't do it. But it, it would make I, sense if they want to build a community around it. Like Destiny Two is perfect. You know, they, that's they a good example. Keep yeah. that going. Um, you know, seeing sixty frames a second, four K is like, oh, maybe I'll. I'll come back to this, the game. Maybe I'll mm -hmm. check out the expansions and stuff. You know, so it's yeah. it's smart. Yeah. Um. So we got a a full list of the launch titles for Xbox Series X and S. Xbox. And let's just Xbox. Let's run through all of them here. It's like kind of a lengthy list. And honestly, like this launch lineup is fantastic. So here we go, alphabetically in order: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands Three, Bright Memory One Point uh, Cuisine Royale, Dead by Daylight, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, Enlisted, Evergate, The Falconeer, which The Falconeer is really cool. It's developed by one guy. Uh, it's not really for me, but I think it's a cool game, cool concept. Um, Fortnite, uh, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Grounded, King Oddball, Maneater, which I still have to play, the full version. I played a demo of that at PAX, and then that's it. I, I think we tried to get a code and we didn't get it. Yeah, then, yeah. We, we like, yeah, it just kind of went out of the radar. Um, Manifold Garden, NBA 2K21, Observer System Redux, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Planet Coaster, Sea of Thieves, 
Tetris Effect Connected. That's the multiplayer expansion. Well, the base game and the expansion. Uh, the Tourist, War Thunder, Warhammer, Chaos Bane, Slayer Edition, Watch Dogs Legion, WRC9, FIA World Rally Championship, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Yes, Your Grace. That's the full launch lineup. Hmm. Um, what are the standouts for you, Chris? Uh, Yakuza, I think, would be a standout just because that uh, Xbox Series X exclusive for next gen. Uh, yeah. For now, I think it's a timed exclusive for the first few months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it will also come out on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's, that's one standout. Gears Tactics is another one. That's mm-hmm. um, apparently got really good visuals to it. So it's releasing coincide with the PC and Xbox One. So there's that. Um, yeah, I like it, it's a good list of third party games. Uh, but right. yeah, the the Halo Infinite is definitely missing. Like you could definitely feel it. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But um, I mean, Game Pass is a, a Game Pass in and of itself. Yeah. I think is is a, a lot of people probably find that compelling enough to get the system. To, to be honest, um, that uh, Auto HDR is a big, big uh, thing for me. Like for right me to get an Xbox because I'd sure. love to see all those old games getting. A new uh, paint on the, over them, I guess, with like different lighting and stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, for me, I would say if I were getting an Xbox, uh, Forza Horizon Four for sure. Um, Tetris Effect connected. Yeah. Yakuza like a dragon, and what's a game? I mean, Fortnite is free, so that's not that's not really uh, an issue. Mm. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla kind of looks interesting grounded's really cool there's there's some good games here see mm-hmm. if these, and uh, if you haven't played gears 5 yet um it runs at 120 hertz i believe on um mm-hmm. xbox series x so i don't know that's, that's that's definitely sounding enticing because that's a beautiful game sure um so that's it for the quick stuff chris you ready to do some news i am so ready let's jump into some news Okay, so first story here. This is interesting. And again, no, uh, no Josh with us here to sort of uh, break down this Xbox stuff. So hopefully we'll, we'll do him justice here. Um, so there was an interview between Phil Spencer and Kotaku here. And the article we've, we actually have, we'll, we'll link to the Kotaku story, but we've actually got a, uh, a story from VG247. Um, Xbox can recoup $7.5 billion dollar bethesda investment without going multi-platform says spencer phil spencer um yeah so let's just read through this and then we'll talk about it um quote oh and by the way this is by stephanie Nune- nunelli nunelli yes or something nunelli thank Nunnally. you uh it reads quote xbox boss phil spencer is confident microsoft can recoup the funds spent on acquiring bethesda without the studio's games on other consoles speaking with kotaku spencer said quote yes Microsoft will be able to recoup its $7.5 billion investment without releasing Bethesda games such as Elder Scrolls VI on other consoles. Quote, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that, he said. Quote, nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, quote, how do we keep other players from playing these games, end quote. Uh, We want more people to, to be able to play these games, not fewer people to be able to go play games. Quote, but I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about 
where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had. And we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass on our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any platform uh, other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means, end quote. <laughs> um, mm. what, <laughs> when the acquisition was announced, Microsoft said that all current uh, contracts signed by Bethesda will be honored. This means exclusivity deals for the titles Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo will be honored. So, while Spencer never came out and explicitly said every single Bethesda or ZeniMax game would be a console exclusive, it's quite possible PS5 players won't be able to play the next Fallout or Elder, Sc- Elder Scrolls game on their system, end quote. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we kind of thought, like, we, I, a lot of us were figuring that. that, that mm-hmm. I said, what did they say? Something like it would be evaluated on a case-by-case basis, I think is what they said. Right. So, yeah. I if you're gonna spend that much money on something, yeah, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make your games exclusive, don't you think? I think so, yeah. But the the whole idea of Xbox Game Pass is to have it on as many consoles and platforms as possible, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. I feel like um, when El- the next Elder Scrolls comes out, uh, it'll be more accessible. Like you could probably stream it on your TV, smart TV, or something, or your phone or your browser as well as mm-hmm. Xbox and PC. So I think right. they're trying to open it up. Um, mm-hmm. I could even see them working with Nintendo, maybe, and having Xbox Game Pass there as a streaming kind of option, too, uh, if wow. Nintendo was open yeah. to that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I, I feel, yes, they they have the right to have make it exclusive, you know? Um, maybe if they do... Maybe it would run better. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would be optimized <laughs> for that system. So there's a positive there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just I think it would boost Xbox's first party lineup, and I think right. that's a, yeah. that'd be a huge get. Yeah. Um. This isn't surprising at all. Nope. To me. Um. And yeah, to your point. Yeah. If it's not coming to PlayStation, that sucks. And like, there's a lot of PlayStation players, but look at how many spots microsoft is in right now i mean like you said the, the you know they've got pc they've got their game pass on the consoles obviously they're gonna start rolling this stuff out on phones it it's not like it's literally just gonna be on xbox and that's on, that's your only option um times are changing i guess right and so there are plenty of other avenues to get your hands on the next fallout or whatever the case might be um and honestly like i think it's awesome for them and i'm yeah. somebody who doesn't i don't own an xbox so, you know, take that for take that however you'd like. But I, I think this is good for them, and I I wouldn't mind playing the next Elder Scrolls whatever on PC through Game Pass. I mm. think that's fine. And honestly, yeah. I think Bethesda might be better managed under Microsoft. To be completely honest, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think this will make for better games, even though it's not available on PlayStation. Yeah, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. But yeah, this wasn't surprising when I saw this. People were, a lot of people were like, what? And I'm like, well, yeah, they spent $7.5 billion. Like, I don't I could see them doing like, oh, this is a one year exclusive. Yeah. And then do sure. like that goodwill move where like, oh, mm-hmm. it's available today on PlayStation. That's the other thing too. Xbox has been like the good guy for the past yeah. few years. Uh, seeing them take, take these games away from PlayStation players kind of 
is is like a weird move so i think maybe you're right maybe it'll be timed exclusive but at the end of the day they own the ip now and they can do whatever they want so exactly yeah um all right chris let's talk about npd um matt piscatella put out the thread of best-selling games for the month of september um and the results might surprise you (laughs) um let me get the full list here yeah here we go so we'll just do top 10 typically they do top 20 but we'll just cover the top 10 in order best-selling games in the united states um and by the way some of these most of these games are digital and physical uh, Nintendo games are, are only physical. They don't count digital right. uh, digital sales. And then also um, NBA. Uh, 2K, I guess, uh, only counts physical sales as well. So anyway, here's the list. In order. Uh, Marvel's Avengers at number one. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, number two. Madden NFL 21 at number three. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 at number four. NBA 2K21, number five. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, number six. Crusader Kings, wow, at number seven. Animal Crossing New Horizons at number eight. Star Wars Squadrons at number nine. And then rounding out the list is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at number 10. So um, the, obviously the big, the, the big standout is Marvel's Avengers, but we'll get into that in just a second. I just wanted to, to note here how crazy this is. So you've got Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe all within the top 10 and those are all nintendo (laughs) those are all nintendo games and those are only physical copies counted so if they were counting digital sales that list might look a little bit different don't Mm -hmm. you think yeah i agree you know the 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 games would be up a little bit oh and also i did want to mention before we get into the main the main point here um that crash bandicoot for it's about time debuted at number 11 so uh, that's a little lower than i thought but at least it made the top 20 uh oh you know what i thought that came out in in october yeah interesting that's a really good point here let's look up oh i wonder what the deal is with that i wonder october why second. That's, that's on interesting i wonder why i wonder why that's on the september list maybe really some stores broke release date maybe Interesting. So then, so then, really, that's not that bad because I imagine. Okay, then maybe in October we'll see that chart a little bit higher. Interesting, because it because it probably people were probably buying it at the end of the month or something. I don't know. Anyway, the okay. So let's talk about this. This is really impressive. I think Marvel's Avengers at number one. I I was wrong. <laughs> that's flat out, flat out. I was wrong. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I think Avengers has the opportunity to be like Ghost Recon Wildlands, where it's like, it's successful, but we don't know it. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's right. like, it's got a base of players, but it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, it's, it's selling well, but we don't know about it. Yeah. Um. But hmm. I, uh, I honestly think, the, I, I think... Uh, the the Marvel name carries a lot of weight, and sure. that's why a lot of people bought it. It's the set like uh, PlayStation lifestyle here. Brianna Reeves, she's saying that it's the second best launch of a superhero title in U.S. history. So it's pretty massive. Wow. I think that's just second to Marvel Spider-Man um, in yeah. Insomniac. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's mm. that's that's pretty nuts. 
Um, weren't expecting yeah. that, especially with the critical response it was getting. Um, right. And but... it, it's it's just nuts because, like, the, uh, like people have dropped off of that game so yep. fast. Like, I mean, myself included, you, I think, as well, right? We We pretty much finished it. We did a little bit of the multiplayer stuff, and then that's it. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm curious to see what kind of tail this game has. Like, if it continues to chart throughout the rest of the year, or if next month it's, like, totally gone. I don't know. But it's going to be, str- yeah, I think it's going to tail off for a bit. But mm-hmm. now that, so that, that, there's probably about 2 million, 3 million people that have a copy of the game now. You know? Oh, really? Okay. So that's yeah, what I'm thinking know. because Tony Hawk had about a million sales, <laughs> right? From what we've been hearing. Or over um, a million. Well, yeah, but you have to remember those numbers are, I think, worldwide. Oh, okay. Oh, and, th- and this is the U.S. Game. Yeah, this is the U.S. I, I, yeah, I. That's the thing, man. I hate, I hate not knowing how many copies uh, of a game have sold because it's really hard to quantify like how right. well something is doing. Um, because yeah, that's up to the publisher to disclose that information. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I was wrong about Marvel's Avengers. I was, I was sure that game was gonna not bomb exactly, but not do as well. Um, the other one I wanted to mention, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, I, at number two, man, those are all older games. Yep. Uh, it's, it's pretty miraculous, I think. And maybe Nintendo's tactic of, of, you know, the limited release sort of marketing around it helped. Made uh, me buy what it. What else? <laughs> sure, I bought it. Uh, it, it. Despite how disappointing it is. That's the other thing, too. A lot of these games, like, I don't know, are kind of disappointing, I guess. Uh marvel's avengers super mario all-stars that i guess my point is that this isn't necessarily indicative of how good a game is this is just sales you know well yeah the transformers movies do excellent but uh they're crap movies (laughs) right yeah so anyway congrats to nintendo man they're they're in the top 20 like consistently all the time i mean yeah, uh, new super mario bros u deluxe breath of the wild super mario odyssey super mario party I mean, the Switch is just a fucking monster. Grand Theft Auto is um, gone. Absolutely yeah. gone. Yeah, and it has been for the past few months. Yeah. Very fascinating. Um, cool. So shout out to Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. Um, all right, and then, yeah, let's just talk about this UI story here, the PS5's UI. Uh, there was a video that came out earlier in the week, and we got to see the UI. Um to me like it was cool to see and it was kind of like okay finally we know what this is going to look like there wasn't really anything that like jumped out at me too much the you know the sort of like quick resume stuff where you can you know quickly jump between games that's you know that's expected faster than the xbox in my opinion from what we saw yeah yeah um the the other thing are these uh they have the Basically, it's like the the XMB. Is, it's not called that anymore. I guess it's called the Control Center. And um, there are these cards that they have now, and it's really interesting because you can do you can like use these cards to uh, track your progress in a game, or like even some of them had like guides attached to them. I didn't like that. I did not respond yeah. well to that. Like I'm no, like, was are you weird. trying to take our jobs here, PlayStation? Oh yeah, that's true. I. I yeah, I mean 
I think I think what it's going to come down to is a developer by developer basis, and like, yeah, I just I don't, don't think they're going to adopt make, it. No. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, I can't imagine a developer team, you know, a development team is going to you know uh, allocate resources to doing. But that. hey, if you if you uh, need someone to write it or take a video, developers, <laughs> so I'm I'm down. Yeah, Fine. maybe they can maybe they can uh, <laughs> devote a portion of their team to that. Um, there's also the picture-in-picture picture mode, which is kind of cool. It's so funny because a lot of these things that are... A lot of these features were already implemented with the Xbox One, you know? Like, yeah. when it first launched. So it's kind of funny. Um, we got to see the new, like, share features, which looked kind of interesting. Um, I'm just looking through the, the, the quick list here. Stop me if, you, if there's anything that, that jumps out at you, because I don't... Honestly, like it wasn't really like I wasn't blown away or anything. I was just like, cool that we know, um, we know what it's going to look like. I think the picture in picture could help uh, people. Yeah. Like for for example, Demon Souls, I could see you showing me how to get through a boss or something, and I can just see right. what you're doing and then follow what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, again, it, I feel like a lot of these features were promised with the ps4 and then they never really came to be mm -hmm. so i'm a little bit like that's why i'm so like not dismissive but i'm just i'm like not as excited i guess as maybe i should be because i feel like a lot of this stuff won't come to even be um the one cool thing is that the the uh, store the ps store is now integrated into the home screen so it doesn't actually take you to a separate app that's amazing because the ps store on the ps4 is absolute dog shit yep. it's like it's so bad. It's so slow. It's a nightmare trying to find stuff on there. So hopefully it'll be a little bit faster now. Um, other than that, yeah, go check out the video. Uh, it's cool that we got to see it. Um, again, I, I just don't think a lot of this stuff is going to come to be. I, I thought it was cool, especially for like trophy hunters, where you could see like a, 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 the trophy and it tells you how long it will take you to beat it or like get it. You know, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a cool feature. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel I, like they, these features aren't like absolutely necessary. You know what I mean? Like, mm -mm. I don't think I don't think those guides are going to be picked up. No, because we're and, just and like also, accustomed to just searching for it. But. Right. Yeah. Um, and also like that that feature you just mentioned, like how long it'll take you to get a trophy. I, is that going to be? across the board for all trophies like at, or is it again a developer by developer basis because i i, f I think i heard that it's gonna be based on algorithm maybe yeah but again like that isn't always an indication of how like it could be wrong i don't know because trophies are so weird like you can you can find yeah. an exploit afterwards that that you, you <laughs> know cha changes how fast you can get it or whatever so I don't know. It, a lot of these features are like really, really minute and, like you said, sort of unnecessary. Um, to me, the most important thing is how fast the UI is and how responsive it is. I, we've we've complained at nauseum or ad nauseum of how horrible the PS4 UI is, and I mean, even yep. trying to just join a party, it the, it just freezes your system. And I have a pro, like it shouldn't be doing that. No. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. You guys can check out the video. It's like a 10 minute long video. Wish we saw the broadcasting features. Oh yeah, I guess we'll see that later. Yeah, probably. I imagine I imagine every week we're going to start seeing stuff up until the the system's launch. Yeah. Man, not long now. By the time you guys really hear isn't. this episode, by the time you guys hear this episode, we will be 1 2 3 and a half weeks away. 
Crazy. PS5 and, and Xbox Series X. Wild stuff. Um, Chris, that's yes. it for the news. Wow. That's it for the news. So do you want to take a little break and then come back and get to some listener questions? Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, let's get to some listener questions. Uh, Jesus Christ, if I could talk. Let's get to some listener questions, Chris. Uh, remember, you can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow uh, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Or every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our lovely audience. We've got three listener questions to get, th- uh, to get through today. First up is from the biggest of average Josh boys. And that's, <laughs> that's what it says here. That's not my words. I, I write that that's down. That's just what it says. That's just what it says here. <laughs> um, friend, friend of the show, Josh over from uh, IndiePod asks, so how excited are you for the clearly teased announcements of all the BK games getting a remastered version for PS5? Okay, so this is really funny. Um, for those who don't know, this is in reference to the Burger King games that came out for the Xbox 360 and original Xbox. It was a tie-in with Burger King. It was sort of a promotional thing, and there were three games. Big Bumpin', Sneak King, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, what's the other one? What's the third one? And, and the third one, uh, Pocket Bike Racer. Uh-huh. Um, so these were horrible games, and all of them basically just like were advertisements for Burger King. The one that I feel like has had the biggest sort of cult following, and it's really like, iron- it's like ironic cult following, is Sneak King. And this was right around the time when Assassin's Creed, I think, was getting really big. Right. I'm pretty sure. Let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I think me, so too. The date. Yeah, 2006. Oh, you know what? Assassin's Creed came out the next year. So maybe that doesn't make sense. But anyway, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed. You like hide in the bushes or whatever, and you <laughs> jump out and sneak up on, you know, one of the pedestrians and you give them a Burger King sandwich, basically. Um, anyway, to Josh's question, are you excited at the possibility of a, 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 a remastered for all these yeah that sounds awesome josh <laughs> have you played these games chris no i i haven't uh but i do think it'd be cool if they got re-released in some sort of way just for game pre- preservation sure yeah that's yeah, true. i, I, I think i think like someone like limited run or um the yeah. Valve would have a lot of fun with those and maybe right. like, try to make a good game out of them <laughs> right yeah it, it's just it, obviously they're like budget titles and whatever but um pocket bike racer sort of like mario kart like a kart racer and then big bumpin is like a i guess it's sort of like a bumper car game yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of weird so yeah josh is i'm just so excited uh <laughs> Grayson Morales, friend of the show, features editor over at Twinfinite, asks, what's your most anticipated next-gen title? Um, here, why don't we do something interesting, Chris? Why yeah. don't we try to guess each other's? What do you okay. think? Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Um, okay, let me see. Give me just a second to think about yours. <laughs> um, interesting. Let me actually pull up the... I, I've got yours already. It's, it's so obvious. Uh, 
I think I've got. I think I've got yours. Okay. I think I've got yours. All right. So here, I'll go first. Uh, Chris, I believe your most anticipated next gen game is either Marvel Spider Man or Demon Souls. Maybe. No. 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 Okay. Uh, I would say yours your most... is Demon Souls for sure. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. mine is Demon's. <laughs> What's your most anticipated game, next-gen game? I feel bad about this because of what's going on with the author, but Hogwarts Legacy is my most anticipated game. Oh. Game. Yeah. I, I guess in my Look. head, and yeah, I guess in my head I was thinking launch game. Right. But, but he, that he didn't actually say that. He says just, what's your most anticipated next-gen title? Yeah. Um, that's rough, and we we talked about this when Bella was yeah. on the show. Uh, God, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm kind of of the mind right now that I should probably not even get that game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe get it used or something, but um, I'm gonna follow Josh's advice and donate while I'm buying that game. Um, yeah, yeah, be the charity edition, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I'm just excited just to explore that world in game sure. form, and I've been waiting for a Harry Potter game for decades, uh, a right. new one. So uh, something like this, an action RPG where you have decision making in a world that I love, I, I'm 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 totally down. Like usually, I I I, I would have said Final Fantasy 16. But to me, the characters don't look that interesting, and the whole, I don't know, the setting seems way too, like, medieval for, for my liking, so, yeah. Hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the Harry Potter thing. Uh, in your defense, this game looks really fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm, just, it's hard I'm to... pissed, yeah, I'm pissed about it, because, I, right. you know, it, it, it sucks. It really sucks, but... Because yeah. on behalf of all of active quest fuck jk Rowling. yeah fuck jk Rowling. yeah so all right we've got one more question and this is surprising chris we've got a question from number one <laughs> turner and hooch fan hooch. <laughs> hooch um they ask your boy hooch here have you guys ever thought about visiting the corn palace i've i've been once and was shuck wild i don't know what that means I'm Googling the Corn Palace right now. Me too. I, I, I put in Corn Police. That's something different. <laughs> oh my god, this is so weird. So it looks kind of like the Taj Mahal. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, wow. Here, I'm Googling. That is very strange. Okay, here's what, here's what Wikipedia says. The Corn Palace, commonly advertised as the world's only Corn Palace... <laughs> And the Mitchell Corn Palace is a multi-purpose arena facility located in Mitchell, South Dakota, United States. The Moorish Revival Building is decorated with crop art. The murals and designs covering the building are made from corn and other grains, and a new design is constructed each year. The Corn Palace is a popular tourist destination visited by up to 500,000 people per year, or each year. Um, the corn the corn palace serves as a community uh, sorry serves the community as a venue for concerts sports events exhibits and other community events each year the corn palace is celebrated with a citywide festival the corn palace festival historically it was held at the harvest time or sorry at harvest time in september but recently it has been held at the end of august 
Other popular annual event events include the Corn Palace Stampede Rodeo in July and the Corn <laughs> Palace Polka Festival in September. <laughs> it is also home to the Dakota Wesleyan University Tigers and the Mitchell High School Colonels basketball teams. Um, so wait, what's the question? Uh, have you guys ever thought about it? No, I haven't no. thought about it previously, but... Now I, I kind of want to, Chris. This seems very interesting, at least for the architecture. It seems um, very odd. Um, it hmm. seems like a thing number one Turner and Hooch fan would be into. I do even know there was red or red, red corn or green corn. So I learned something new today. <laughs> I would love to visit this number one Turner and Hooch fan. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, and with that, Chris, let's get to what we've been playing. Um, it's going to mm -hmm. be a little bit lighter. At least for me, because I've really been playing the same stuff, Fortnite, Warzone. There's re only really one game I want to touch on here. Um, so yeah, why don't I go first, Chris, yeah. and then, and then throw it over to you? That, yeah, yeah um, so I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is the multiplayer expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. It just came out. It's free. You guys can download it right now. Well, it's free if you have Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and I think my biggest takeaway for this is that it's way more robust than I thought. I don't know if that was just me not paying attention to the marketing of it or if they were, like, purposely not showing everything. But there's, like, quite a bit to do here. It's essentially like a games-as-service where there's, like, a loot system um, and, like a, like, a rarity system with your gear. And you have to—it's kind of like Destiny where, like, you put on your gear and it raises the overall level of your character sort of what? thing. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like, there's charms. There's different weapons, there's different, uh, like, sort of equipment you can use, different power-ups and perks and stuff. It is, like, fully robust. Um, something Josh always brings up is uh, during the 360 and PS3 era where every game had a multiplayer expand mm -hmm. or a multiplayer portion that was just tacked on. This is, like, the opposite of that. I thought it was going to be, like, a tacked-on multiplayer thing that, like, totally didn't need it, but it's really cool. Uh, you have to, like, revive your, your teammates uh, when they go down and stuff. It's, like, straight up, like, games as a service. How are the missions designed? Are they just like Destiny, then? Or? Um, I think that's kind of what they're going for. Right now, it's actually a little bit limited, which is totally fine because it's free. Like, that's the whole thing. You can't get mad at, at the lack of content, really, because it's huh. free. Um, so there's two modes currently. There's, like, a story mode that you can play through with, with people, and that's, like, a more linear sort of uh you know narrative based okay thing. Uh -huh. um and and that's cool because there's like eight or so levels okay that, that you can play for that um and so i actually really like that i haven't played a whole lot of that but the, the mode i have spent a lot of time with is the survival mode and this is sort of like your horde mode where you've got um waves of enemies coming at you and it's sort of set up where you have to defend these points across the map and it's, uh, the enemies will attack a random point, so you have to, like, make sure you're in a good spot to get to, to get to any of them to defend them quickly. And, yeah, there's, like, wave after wave, and the waves get harder and harder, that sort of thing. And there's, like, a, like a store you can buy stuff from within the map itself when you gain, you know, as you gain money, and hmm. they give you different perks and stuff. It's really cool, and it feels so good. Like, uh, like I know how much you love Ghost of Tsushima and how the single-player portion feels. Just imagine that, but with multiplayer, like, you know, Sweet. with other players. So, like, it, it, it's, it, I was, I guess in my head, I was expecting it to feel a little bit differently, like a little 
maybe less refined, but it's straight up that that awesome gameplay that you know and love, plus just all of these games. Of Great service performance features. as well with three other players. Yeah, absolutely. There's even like a pinging system, uh, oh. where where you can like ping like revive station or uh, healing stations that sort of thing, or ping where an enemy is. Um, it's a really awesome foundation, I think, for what could be uh, like one of the flagship games of service games right. for, for, play, for PlayStation. It's just, I guess my complaint, and again, it's free, so you can't really get too mad, is that there isn't a whole lot to do right now. Like, there are only four main survival okay. missions to do. Um, there are different difficulties within them, but basically you're going to have to play the same missions over and over again sort of thing. But um, within the challenges, there's mentions of, like, raids and stuff. So, like, there's cool. going to be more... There's going to be more content. Yeah, you definitely need to look into it. It's really, is really there, cool. Is there any trans microtransactions or anything that will keep it going? Not or? not from what I can tell. No. Okay. Maybe they plan on adding that at a later time, but no, there isn't any. I, I could be wrong. I hope, I hope I'm not wrong about that, but I don't think so. I don't think okay. there's any microtransactions or cool. anything. So yeah, it's really cool. And again, it's free if you have Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which that game sold really well, so you probably do have this game. Um, so go download the update and jump in. You don't have to play uh, up to, like, you don't have to get to a certain point in the story, um, like the single player portion, to play this. I think you can start playing right away. So, yeah, definitely jump into nice. that. Chris. Oh, my God. You've been playing, uh, <laughs> for a change, you've been playing Super Smash Bros. Yeah. I guess you, try, I guess you <laughs> tried out Steve, right? You yeah, to try I did out try Steve? out Steve. Uh, I actually had to, I, I played it just for a guide, really. Um... And but Steve's interesting. He's very unique. Um, he plays just like Minecraft. He's he's um building stuff. He's um like mining for materials around the stage. And it's kind of weird because um if you're on a stage like Shadow Moses Islands, you know the one from Metal Gear Solid, you can mine for like steel or iron, as opposed oh. to wood in uh, Jungle Japes. So That's depending really cool. on the stage you're on, it changes the types of materials you get. Um, so do the what do the different do the different materials do different things? Um, so it ranks in kind of terms of power. So like diamonds, like the strongest one you can get. Woods, like right. the weakest one, right? Um, oh, interesting. Okay. So that gets super interesting. Uh, but I do find him weird in Smash personally. Um, First thing, the the art style kind of clashes <laughs> right. with with the game, and it looks odd, especially when like he's rolling up from the ground because he's kind of like it, it looks unnatural, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it looks very robotic. Uh, but There's just not it, it's part of the joke. Way. It's part of the joke, right. I guess. Um, and I don't know how else they could have done it, right? Yeah, like and it's yeah. I think in one v one kind of matches. It's hard to mine as well. It's really hard to manage that and keep them at bay. Um, oh, so I see what you're saying. What you have to do is you have to mine the materials and then go to the crafting table and get like a new sword or a new pickaxe. Um, oh wow! Yeah, man, so... that's that's really cool that they like because it would be easy to just throw in a Steve skin, you know, or yeah. something, you know, a character, a model that looked like Steve. And then just give them, you know, a bow and a sword and that, mm -hmm. you know, that's it. But I love how these characters are, are, are like, integ integrated 
uh, into Smash with the foundation of what those games they are. Definitely brought and the mechanics in. <laughs> right. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, and so I haven't played Smash in a while. How does it work with the unlocking characters? Do, are, they're not like available right away, right? You have to like unlock them, right? Uh, it's DLC, so you you have to you buy it and then it's instantly available to you. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. You would unlock the the cool cast of characters um, through playing. So. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Um, what else, Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, I played the Kingdom Hearts, uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory demo uh, that just released. It came with four or five songs. So I just checked it out. Uh, basically, it's a rhythm action game take on the series. Uh, and basically, you're just going through all the music from the Kingdom Hearts games, which is fun. Because like, the soundtracks are amazing from Yoko Shimomura. Um, and she's actually been asking for this for a while because, um, if you remember correctly, um, F- uh, Final Fantasy had a music rhythm series called uh, Theater Rhythm, right? Theater Rhythm. Yeah, I, I so, played that. <laughs> yeah, there was an instance where she met uh, the game director and she was like, she gave him all the CDs that she had <laughs> for the Kingdom Hearts series and it's just like, please make a Theater Rhythm fun- uh, Kingdom Hearts game, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, that's, it's it's really fun. Uh, the game itself though, um, it's kind of like Guitar Hero in a way where you see like notes coming towards you, but it's Heartless or Enemies instead. So you're swinging, like you have three different notes. You have Donald on the left, you have Sora on the middle, and then, uh, Goofy on the right. And there's a different button attached to them. So L1 is Donald. X is Sora and R1 is uh, Goofy and it kind of feels cumbersome at first uh, but once you really get into it you start to learn how it works um, and it can get crazy too like, I think it's going to have that through the fire and the flames moment where there's going to be like an insane song and it's going to look incredibly impressive when people can pull it off <laughs> yeah um, um, so you mentioned those three characters are there other characters as well oh yeah there's going to be way more um, I think oh, okay. there's going to be but that's over just for 20... the demo. Yes, just for the demo, we were able to play as that. There's also a co-op mode in the demo that I wasn't able to play. Um, that has Sora and Riku uh, together, and it, it that's that itself is a unique mode because uh, you don't have any party members with you. It's just the co-op partner. So mm. it's playing it's playing around with the music rhythm kind of mechanics in a really cool way, and like. Uh, Basically, your party is like striking enemies as they go along, right, to the rhythm. So, um, <sighs> it's, it's it's pretty cool just to see them just running around in the worlds we know and love, and uh, just hitting the enemies as they go. Uh, it, it's, it's 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 super compelling, especially for and a Kingdom Hearts fan. <laughs> you mentioned earlier, um, or I think the other day or something, that you were sort of um questioning the the 60 dollar price point for this yeah um have you come around on that or do you still feel like that uh i, I do think it's a bit expensive i probably would have gone 50 dollars or 40 dollars somewhere around that price range um mm. there is going to be quite a bit of content to it there's going to be over 10 hours of gameplay from what i've heard uh it's going to be over 130 songs in the game with multiple oh, wow. different characters uh so yeah, it, I think the value could be there, especially with a, a unique storyline that is important to the Kingdom Hearts 
<laughs> series, which has been kind of been uh, contentious <laughs> with people, you know, because yeah. like, not everyone is into uh, rhythm games, and uh, right. they're basically being forced to play it if they want to catch up with the story, right? So, and you, you did know. mention that this is canon. Yes. All of the stuff in there. Oh, oh yeah, so, it's like, definitely canon. Yep. Right. So, like, but your point is like you can't really skip this one. If you're a, a nope. Kingdom Heart, a Kingdom Hearts fan, it yeah. it goes into a lot about Kyrie's origin, so it's kind of important. Okay, and which one's Kyrie? Is she? Uh, duck? Sh- is she... A... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't she's know. she's uh, Sora's love interest, I guess. Oh, of course. Yeah. How stupid of me. <laughs> oh God! All right, cool. So that's awesome. Yeah, bummer about the price, but seems like. Maybe we'll get a, a copy. I'm buying it. <laughs> okay. If we don't get a copy, um, I'm, I'm going to buy it for sure. <laughs> sure. Chris, let's talk a little bit Resident Evil 3 before we wrap up for the day. You just got a copy, hopefully on sale. Uh, I actually got it from the library. Oh, so free, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, check your local library. If you're, you know, if you, if you want to pl- play some games that are like short or... <laughs> you know, not sure on, right? So I think it's a perfect way to do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Because so far the pacing has been excellent. Nemesis is really daunting. And the puzzles are easy to understand so far. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. But the one, the one biggest issue I have is the dashing mechanic. Because I, I feel like it's imprecise. Right. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, so... also I hate it when like whenever a zombie grabs you, there's no way you can retaliate. Like I'm pressing, I'm tapping X as fast as I can, but it's, I'm still not able to kick them off or anything, you know. Like, yeah, I think there's something you can do to get them off of you. Oh, you know what? Oh, I know what it is. You have to have a a knife on you. I think is what it is. And and you, oh. or maybe that's from two. I the I can't remember because there's there's slight differences between two and three. And I know in two, I know for a fact in two, you can get a knife and it's like a yeah. limited item. And if you have it on you, when a zombie grabs you, you'll stab them in the face like automatically. Mm-hmm. It'll use, it'll use up the knife, but you won't take damage. So maybe that's in three. I can't remember. I blasted through three. I, I think really three, uh, yeah, three, it's an item you can use, but I don't think it breaks. So there's a difference there. Uh... Yeah, uh, okay. And so, also, I, I'm not a fan of how it's controlled because I'm used to, like, press holding L1 and then slashing. Uh, right. Just to instantly switch the knife, but you have to press the, the down on the D-pad and then uh, aim and then swing, right? So it's one uh, extra step there that's kind of, like, strange to me so far. I see, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, how, how, far like uh, how far are you? How far are you in it? Very... About an hour in, I'd say. Oh, so you're still? Are you still in the city portion? Yes. Okay, man, it's so wild talking about this game in terms of time because you can speed run this game in <laughs> like an hour, literally. Right, right. L- I've, I'm, maybe... I've already finished it. Don't worry. Yeah, maybe even <laughs> less. There's like the the like really good speed runners. Um, they you can probably do it in maybe forty minutes or something. Um. So when you say you're an hour in, I don't, I'm like, okay, what does that mean exactly? Uh, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So the last thing, 
what that happened was an umbrella agent killed another of his team oh, because he was infected. Yeah. That's how okay, far I gotcha. Know. Yeah, so this game's really strange in that there's a lot of really cool things in it. And, like, man, some of the, the, the ending boss battle, I think, is really fucking cool. Um, and, like, some of the segments are, are, are really cool. And then it just ends. Like, huh. it's just so bizarre. Like, it, you're just like, oh, wow, that was the end of the game. Okay. All right. And I remember I was telling you this before we started recording. I got that on, on I got it uh, right at midnight as soon as it was live. And I beat it in one sitting the first night it was out in, like, four hours. My first playthrough. So, like, it's, that's just my biggest complaint with this is that there are, and with it being a remake, you have something to reference, right? So there were, I would say probably about half the game is missing, like from Resident Evil 3, you know? Definitely feels rushed. And, yeah. If that's well, yeah, I mean, they wanted it out in a year. Right? Yeah, that's, like, that's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, to me, I would have liked to have seen them spend another year on this and put the full the full version of, you know, the full Resident Evil 3 in there. You don't think a, they'll make a... Resident Evil 3 Part 2 or something? Or like oh, a, God, no. Uh, no. A, a, no, because... a director's cut or something like that? Maybe a director's cut, I don't know, but, but how do you... how Do you do you charge full price for that? Like, I don't know, it's just Make so that weird. PS5 release, Xbox Series <laughs> X release, and bam, that's another 60 bucks right there. It's, it's crazy because there's this section, and I think the most egregious uh, thing that they left out there, or the most egregious example of, of them leaving something out, is the clock tower section from Resident Evil 3. That's like a major portion of the game. Mm. And in, in uh, Remake, you fight... Well, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but basically, you just get to see the clock tower. You just see it. That's all oh. it is. That's and then it moves on to the next part. So So... For, for them to do, like, a part two, no. I don't think that's, that, that's the case because it, the game ends. Like, it, you're like, okay, that's the ending. It's just bizarre that it was so fast, you know? I, but I think maybe a director's cut, something like that. I don't know. You'll probably have it finished by the time we, we record yeah. next week. So That'd be yeah. a good spoiler cast, too. Yeah, we didn't actually do that. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I do want to mention this. I, I do think the writing's very good. Like I, I really like the quips that Jill makes yeah. uh, with Carlos. Yeah, that was great. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's there. So there's it's got so some many great elements. Moments. Yeah, there's so many great moments. Like, I love. Yeah, I mean, I think the writing's pretty good, and Nemesis is scary. Um, it, it's weird because Nemesis in the original, I think, would pop out randomly, like mm. at any time. Versus in this game, there are scripted moments when he comes out. So, like, that's kind of a big problem people had with it. There, this game has a lot of problems. So, anyway. But I'm excited you're playing it, and I absolutely recommend it. I just think you should, at most, spend $30 on it. Do you think people who haven't played the original would like this better? Uh... I still think even if you haven't played the original, you would get through this and think it's too short. Okay. But but it's cool. Like, it's good. What, what's there is good. It's just there isn't really a, a lot there. That's the problem. Sure. So, I don't know. But anyway, um, we will... Yeah, I guess we'll report back next week. Yes. Okay. Um, Chris, that pretty much wraps us up for episode 90. A yeah. bit of a shorter episode there. 
But we hope Josh gets his uh, power and internet situation figured out so he can be on for next week. Yeah, so, don't worry, yeah. guys. I'm going to be talking about Xbox Game Pass all week next week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Chris, anything you want to plug before we say goodbye for the day? Yeah, uh, you can find my written work at The Gamer and Tech Raptor. I uh, have a bunch of guides out there right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could check out Go Beyond and My Hero Academia podcast each and every Wednesday. Uh, we get super geeky uh, about each episode. So if you're a lover of the series and can't get enough of it, check out our show. Um, cool. Yeah. And I'm also bringing Any... back uh, Let's Speak Geek. Uh, oh, so that's your, that's your podcast. That yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. Uh, in terms of stuff I'm working on, I've got a lot of Demon Souls coverage I'm doing right now. Um, for Games Radar, uh, Game Skinny, I'm going to be doing stuff for Fanbyte. Uh, so wow. just look out for that in the, in the coming weeks. And what's weird is that I'm starting with the PS3 version, and I think I'm updating the articles once the PS5 version comes out. So I'm already getting started on all that. So you can look forward to that. I also have a couple guides on uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends uh, over at Game Skinny, so you guys can check that out as well. Um, and other than that, you can find my work at Digital Trends, The Escapist. Oh, I just had a feature published in Official PlayStation Magazine, so if you guys are in the awesome. UK, yeah, if you guys are in the UK, you can hey, check that out as well. <laughs> I <I'm not. laughs> want my cup of tea! Uh, God <laughs> damn it. All right, Chris. I could do a fake Let's British accent even though I'm British. I really like your fake British accent. It sounds bad, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, let's go get a haircut and a beard cut. What do you yeah. think? Uh, that All sounds right, great. It's definitely, we definitely need it. All right, everybody, we appreciate you for listening, and we will catch you next week for episode 91. Cheerio! Cheerio! His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.